Welcome to the Helihead Show. I'm your host, Dump Truck, and this is episode 111 with Chris Williams for another West Coast Takeover Show. Hi, Chris. Hey, Daryl. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining me today. Happy to be here. Thank you, everyone, for downloading, streaming, and listening to our podcast. I heard you were sick, like myself. I'm a little froggy still. Yeah, I think I caught the plague at a knife show last weekend, so slowly <laughs> recovering throughout the week. <laughs> at least you didn't get stabbed and caught the plague at the knife well, show. Well, you know, when you fly helicopters, you know, if you can't kill yourself with a helicopter, you can kill yourself with the knife you're playing around with. So one or the uh, other. Bladed uh, items. Yeah, what are you, you have an addiction to th- all things that will hurt you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> and I have cut myself with my own knives, so... The ones that make you bleed are the ones you love the most. I did the same stupid, bought this cool, like, spring-loaded knife that wasn't technically a switchblade, but it, Uh and I was just sitting there flicking around with it like a dumbass, and then swipe, and I was like, oh, well, there you go. (laughs) It is sharp. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what my friend said. Knives are sharp. (laughs) 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 yeah okay lesson learned well so we typically start with uh chris how was your week it was pretty good a lot of work this week being sick so wasn't able to make it out to the field but looking forward to making it out this weekend um definitely out there on sunday uh hopefully i'll see you out there and you know trying to get some get some flights in. But as, as you know, at our field, Sundays are always the, the biggest day. So you get about a flight an hour with the crowds. If you're lucky. Yep. Yep. Lately, it's kind of nice to see that so many people are coming out on the weekends to fly. It's, it's a nice resurgency, if you say, in the hobby. That's kind of rad. But at the same token, you're kind of like a selfish, well, I'm being a selfish dick. You know, it's like, dude, I need to fly. I don't really want to talk to. Um, yeah, no, you got You got to get there early. It's either early or you stay all day. But yeah, so I've been doing the later. Yeah, so you get you get a little more stuck because then the the crowds have arrived. Well, but I've I've noticed that now. Watch, people are going to listen to this. All of our fellow Carson friends are going to listen to yep. this. Going, oh, that's what they're up to, huh? Because I'm not too much. I'm not an early morning person, man. So I I think I've been trying to get there eleven ish noon. Okay. And then people start kind of fading out a little bit, and then. Yeah, usually by like two o'clock, people start peeling out. Yeah, peeling out, and I get it. They've been there most of the morning, blah blah blah. And then I can just put up pack after pack after pack after pack until the phone rings of like, hey, you got to come home. Ugh. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Uh, me. I've just been not working as much as I should and wrenching. There you go. Yeah. I've been playing hooky from work because I can. You play on the sim at all? Dude, I'm just throwing up my hands in the air, just total being sick. I'm always in my mind. I'm like, dude, as soon as I get my son to bed, I'm going to sit down and sim. And then I get him to bed and I just, I'm mentally done because of, no days off for parents, right? Who are sick. So, and so I have not simmed that much, but I did fly last weekend. I talked about it a little bit already, so I won't go back into that, but it's, I'm seeing more what I'm doing on the sim. I'm starting to see more in real life, which is translating for you. It's translating. 
dude, freaking win. No, that's the best. That it's, is the oh, best. It's such, it's the best feeling. Yeah. I never believed in the sim when I started, but the more you did. lately that I focused on it, it has definitely made a huge difference. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, rad, rad. Let's see. Wrenching on the V1, Spectre, trying to get it back in the air. Nice. And then excited. Uh, someone sold me a Nick Maxwell edition. I think you're going to like that. I think I'm going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I might have a WC edition on the way. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you pull the trigger? I did. You didn't even wait for Black Friday? I got I got tracking today. I don't think we're going to get a discount on that one with it being Well, because they were doing the discount with the trade-in program. Yeah, but I didn't – I actually threw away my old Black Thunder that I crashed like a year ago because I've been sitting on the shelf for so long. So oh. I didn't have anything to trade wow. towards the 700. And, and I don't think the uh, WC was included in that. So I – thought i saw it oh now you're gonna make me sad what <laughs> sorry <laughs> i mean they're what maybe i don't know 10 percent, maybe still yeah and then another buddy of mine just got a tron i heard he did our field is becoming more uh taken over by trons now it you is sab dominant now it's uh now we're getting a diverse selection of helicopters we're, yeah we're getting a diverse set which is kind of nice it it's is nice. it is good to see it is good to see because i yeah. haven't seen a tron this whole time until what three months ago, and now there's like three or four of them out there, which is cool. Three. So, um, well, one guy has two of them. So, yes, one guy has two. <laughs> Steve, Mark, Mark's got one too. Oh, I haven't seen Mark's. Yeah, he's got a he's got a uh, dynamic. So Steve brought his dynamic. And he's flying it, man. I, I hate to like ruin his thunder, but gosh, he showed it to me because he was so he was you know he's such a little kid, mm -hmm. and he was geeking out. And he's like, dude, I'm flying this thing on six S, and it's seventeen fifty on the head. He made me come out to the pad with him, and it was freaking sweet, just like a really nice sport ish three D, yeah. you know, old man three D kind of. Yeah, yeah. And it never bogged, and it looked great in the air. To the point to where I was like, I have electronics. <laughs> you know, yeah. It is the way to go, especially for beginners. If you want to get into a 700 and not have to spend all the cash on a 12S setup, I think Correct. Uh, Correct. it's cool to have that option now with some of the lightweight 700s. It's crazy. It was, And they're really, really good looking machines, I have to admit. Oh, yeah. No, they're great. The quality and everything is definitely there. It's a, it's a legit machine. Do you have a Tron in your fleet? I do not. Okay. All right. I, do not. I just fly other people's. I'll, I'll get, I'll get Steve. Let me fly his. He'll let you fly it. Yeah. I'll let you fly it. Well, you want to start with some questions? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, well, hi, Chris. Hey. So where are you from? Uh, born in Seattle, but now I live down here in LA in Long Beach. So Carson is my local field for flying when I can get out. I didn't know you were from Seattle. Yeah. My dad worked for the government, so I've lived all over. Okay. And settled roots here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Me and the wife are here, and I think we're going to be here for a while. So it's I'm good. the same. Don't, you can't pull me out of here. It's too nice. Yeah. No, when you can fly all year long, 70 yep. degree weather, uh, no complaints. Although I think that whole joke of like flying weather that we like to sling around is gonna bite us this year with El Nino coming up. Yeah, I think we're gonna get get a little more rain than we. You used know, it's to. gonna rain every fucking weekend, and Monday <laughs> Friday is gonna be perfect sunny skies, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Excuse my French. Well, what do you do for a living, man? I work in the uh, auto industry. So I work for a company that manages test cars for auto manufacturers. And we're kind of the middleman between automotive journalists and the OEM. So oh, we cool. manage brand new test cars that go to like Motor Trend, Car Driver, Road and Track, stuff like that. Oh, wow. Cool. Huh. Well, uh, hobby questions then. How long have you been in the hobby? I started back in, what was it, 2012? Is when I started. Oh, so wow. yeah, quite quite some time now. Started out flying little blade helicopters and the gateway spent, drug. Oh yeah, yeah. Spent my dad bought me like one little like CPX or something or I can't remember. It was like a fixed pitch something. Um, but yeah, had that and just went down that rabbit hole and spent way 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 too much money crashing and rebuilding and crashing and rebuilding to the point I should have just bought a big helicopter to begin with and probably would have been way ahead. But it was it was great. Everybody has the same story, though. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 Didn't want to do a sim. You know, that's no fun. Well, better, than, better to smack up your walls in your house with a little helicopter. Well, I don't know. There's something to show for it, right? Like scars, yeah. battle scars. Yeah, angry wife. Yeah, there you go. That too. <laughs> Was your dad involved in the hobby in any way, shape, or form? It was funny. As I was growing up, I always was involved with like RC, mostly cars. We always tried to play with some airplanes, but never really became proficient. It would be like the one flight, it goes out, it crashes, it's done. So that was usually like all during my youth. And then even to this day, he loves to come watch them. But uh, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want to get involved with flying them. So but I always loved RC. Oh, wow. OK, so that because I know you dabble in cars as well. Yeah, yeah. The, during the, that's where the love of the cars comes from. Is your father's? Yeah, I had it. Yeah, we always had RC cars as I was little, and always had some land to go drive them around and mess them up on. So then during COVID, I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus from helicopters. Got bored, had more time on my hands, so I started to pick up some Arma cars and just went bashing. You answered uh, another question that I had, but what's in your fleet right now? So right now I have a Spectre 700 MME that's going to somebody that we know. I have a <laughs> Raw 700. I have a Raw 580. I have an OG Goblin 500, and I have a MSH Protos 380. Still have the 380. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, it doesn't really ever fly. It just oh, okay. hangs on my wall. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of moved into the bigger machines, and that's kind of where I like to stay. But I get I it. If I get bored, go to the park, maybe put a couple it. flights on it. I didn't even know you had the 580. I don't remember seeing that at the field. Yeah, it's 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 down right now because I had an ESC issue. So my oh. ESC is sitting in Germany getting fixed. So oh. we'll be back soon. Are you uh, sponsored by anybody? No, no sponsors. Self, self-sponsored. self Self-funded. Yep, yep. Nice. Nice. Do you enjoy the freedom of no sponsorship? I mean, I don't think I'd turn down a sponsor if they wanted to throw some stuff my way, but you know, it's, it's also nice to be able to select whatever I want and configure the helis however I want and just kind of go from there. So that's, that's nice. But a battery sponsor would always be nice. Okay. That, yeah. Take that. I hate buying batteries. They are expensive, but they last a while. This is true. Yeah. This is true. We were having conversations on the previous episode about, uh, nitro and uh, how uh, there's one particular person at the field right now. There's two people at the field that fly nitro. And when they go up, it's just like, oh, here we go. We're going to be here a while. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when the guys that have the gassers go out there. Uh, <laughs> that hasn't happened lately. <laughs> I haven't seen the gasser. Uh, well, that's good. You get more flights in. Yes, I do. Yes, because I'm greedy. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Electronics-wise, in your helis, what do you have going on in all your birds? I've kind of become a Contronic snob for okay. ESCs, so I love my Contronic ESCs. So those are in my 700 and my 580. What do I have? And the other two, I think I have Hobby Wings, which also work well. And then most of the servos that I prefer are experts, so run experts in the, the two 700s and the 580. And then as far as motors, Xnova is pretty much all around and everything. Okay. Contronics, though, obviously they're – very well known for their brand and mm -hmm. i've heard very few people including yourself had any negative uh comments about the contronics but i mean it's such a hefty price tag though do you feel like you really gain that much performance or safety out of the the sort of extra price kick um i would say that in my experience for some reason i feel like with a contronic ESC setup with a good motor, it just seems to be more consistent power when okay. I run it back to back with a you know another ESC. Just seems like it has more punch, holds its head speed a little bit better. Um, you know, some people have their reasons for why they think that might be, and maybe it is the price of the ESC and maybe the quality of the components they put in it. Um, but they've been pretty rock solid, and you know, I think you can also. If you know the person who's selling one, you can keep an eye out and maybe get some deals on some that are used. I've definitely come across that or had some people hook me up, so I haven't had to bite off that full price tag, full um, price. Cool. which definitely helps. And I also feel like when you go to, if you do need to go sell them, you usually get a lot of your money back out of them too. So. Uh, that's true. That's true. So that helps. And I like the fact, especially with the the bigger ones, you can replace all the leads. You know, everything just bolts on, bolts off. Out. That is such a sexy, especially if you're you try to build a heli out where it, you want it to look kind of nice or look mm -hmm. nice. You know, you got a little OCD about it, and the the hole where you can just oh, I only want my water wires to be this long and my uh, battery wires to be this length. It's really freaking cool. I have to admit. Yeah, but there's so many good ESCs out there nowadays. I mean, it's like the telemetry and all that stuff that's working on them. It's it's all pretty awesome. I mean, I don't think you can really pick a bad one nowadays. You fly V-Bar, correct? Yep, V-Control, V-Bar. Now, does, how does Contronic do with and V-Control? So my Calibri 140HV has full integration, so all the settings and everything can be changed through the transmitter. The 200s, uh, I have 210 HBIs, and those have the built-in telemetry, but it's like a one-way connection. So they haven't released the update yet where you can have the full integration like you can with the uh, the Calibris. So okay. hopefully, fingers crossed, this year we'll get that update and be able to have the full integration. And, and is it just an update with – because is there a, a SD card that's on the – uh, usually the SD cards involved is just for storing data from okay. your flights. And then, uh, yeah, use a prog unit to, to plug in and then can update it from your laptop. Okay. Is it PC only or is it a Mac? I think PC? it works on Macs too. Okay, cool. I didn't know. I don't have Macs so though. I'm, I'm PC. Well, uh, I'm all Mac <laughs> from work. It's an industry thing. It is an industry thing. Yes. It's yes. an industry standard. Yeah. Pretty much anything entertainment is Mac. Yeah. Maybe just because we're cooler or something. I don't really know why. 
<laughs> expert wise, what uh, what servers do you like to run? Uh, pretty much R2s. I, my 580, I'm running those full-size, half-size R3s mm-hmm. in, in the 580. Um, those fly really well. Love the removable leads on those. In the 700s, I have an original set of uh, R1s, which are basically you know, the full metal case. And then I have uh, R2s in my other 700, which are the plastic case. But Oh, wow, cool. R1s. Yep. Wow. Yep. Those are four-plus years old now, right? Yeah, I bought those. Yeah, when I bought my first 700, which was the Black Thunder, um, ended up buying those. And then, like, the next week, the KD1s came out So oh, and the R2s. So, um, but, yeah, they've been great. I mean, I've had them this whole time, never had a failure. I think I replaced the gears in them once. Okay. Um, still feel feel great. So, they keep Amazing. on trucking. I have to admit, they have a redonkulous early doorbuster Black Friday sale. So, I already blew some cash. Nice. <laughs> on uh, R2s. Yeah. You, they're great servos. Oh, they're great servos. Especially with that deal they got going on. Yeah. So it was just like, eh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just did it. Just throw some money at it. It's only money. Yeah. Maybe this podcast will pay off and pay for the <laughs> servos. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your, what's your flying style, man? Uh, I'd say I'm trying to get closer to hard 3d, but I, you know, I like to fly fast. I tend to like to fly low, um, keep trying to push the envelope, um, you know, still trying to learn some new maneuvers and stuff like that. But I mean, I'd say medium, medium 3d to medium, medium, medium hard, maybe somewhere in there. I would say you're medium hard 3d. From yeah. the guy standing in the pits watching you fly every weekend. Okay. You fly aggressive. I try. Yeah, I no, try. you do. When I get and it too looks aggressive, good. I pile it into the ground, which hopefully no. doesn't happen too often. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks good, man. Oh, You've got a great, you. great flying style, and your transitions look really good. And what's what's great too is your lines, as far as like how you maneuver into a transition or an out, is always it looks great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, just try to be smooth, you know, watch the pitch, not try to, to bog it. And just, yeah, like you said, trying to trying to keep it all smooth. It's amazing smooth. when you're out there, you're trying to do a maneuver and you're like, well, that looks like shit. Oh, yeah. I think you're, you know, you're always your own worst judge. So well, when yeah. it comes to that stuff. Yeah. You sim a lot, you said. Yeah, this last year, well, actually probably the last three years, I've really, really tried to focus more on simming. This last, what was it, last November during Black Friday, I ended up buying a gaming computer and really kind of got a more serious setup because before I was always using my work laptop, which could do it, um, but it wasn't quite as good or as smooth as it should be. So right. yeah, I got a gaming desktop, some high refresh monitors, and you know that really made a huge difference. Oh. Um, and just kind of pushing it and dialing in some stuff. Do you see yourself transitioning on things that you can do on the sim out on the field? Yeah. I mean, my goal is usually when I'm simming is to practice like two to maybe three maneuvers and just, you know, maybe spend 30 minutes or an hour, whatever it is. And just, just work on those three things. Like, you know, have, have the control not to just go around and just do silly stuff the whole time, but just really focus on, you know, two, three maneuvers and just work, 
work on those constantly until you're dialing them in. And then, you know, once I feel comfortable that I'm not going to crash and can kind of keep it symmetrical on the screen and everything, um, then I start to try to bring it out to the field and dial in out there. And are you like me? Do you like to do a maneuver sort of at the same instance of where, where you sim when the, the, as far as altitude goes, or do you try to keep it higher for safety or what's your approach? Uh, I mean, on the sim, I probably fly about as low as I do out at the field, maybe even lower. But when I am learning a maneuver, I'm probably, you know, a mistake or too high, but usually by the time I'm transferring it to real life at the field, I'm pretty sure that I've got it down and, you know, the finger movements and the muscle memory that I'm going to be able to kind of, dial it in or if i get in trouble I'll be able to bail out of it right right i mean i i mean you've seen me i usually i don't go too high up there when i'm messing around with stuff. no no you don't you keep it pretty eye level or, yeah. or above or slightly above for comfort for or whatever but yeah and you know i think being closer and lower you know i mean it it's nice when you're learning stuff especially if you're going slow to be able to see the small corrections and stuff that need to be made you know because sure. once it's way too high up there and out there it's it's really hard to notice the kind of minute little movements that you need to make with your fingers to, right. to make it look good. That's but where I'm trying to do it at their own comfort level. I think. Oh, totally true. I mean, that's where I'm struggling with. I, I getting ballsier to do more and more maneuvers, but I'm finding myself, I'm flying pretty high, and, yeah. which I don't know. It's, you know, they say the three mistakes high thing, but I think I'm, I'm more in the 20 mistakes high. <laughs> <laughs> multiple times to save it keep you know i guess it's uh if you go home with three birds at the end of the day it's your win right so yeah um, you proficient at wrenching yeah i've gotten a lot better over the years i'd say my first builds were not that great but yeah now i feel like when i put a helicopter together i don't really run into any problems and you know i'm pretty anal when it comes to my wiring and just trying to make everything look clean so once i get the airframe i feel like i spend just you know at least three four hours just trying to route the wires and get everything nice and tidy before i kind of zip tie it all up and call it a day we were at the field one time flying, and you were like, oh, yeah, I can build a kit in a night. And I was like, holy crap. I have done that. I have done that. But, yeah. Like, I, literally usually, in a night, or you stay up all night to build it? Um, You know, maybe play a little hooky during the day while you're working, start building, uh, okay. and then move, uh, into, move into the night. But I usually, I usually take at least – usually I take about two days. Split it up into two days. Get it, get it built and going. But I have kids, so you know, you know what it's like. You got children, like you got you got dogs, you got everything else going on. It's like you gotta, you can't drive the wife too crazy. You got to make little bits of time to to build these things. See, that's the thing. You have kids, and I have a child, so I I don't understand the kind of say. How do you have time to build for two? Days? Well, that's that's where the midnight oil comes in. After they're all passed out, you can just sit in your office and go to town. Next thing <laughs> you know, you down. It's like two a.m. You're like, oh shit, I gotta work. I should go to bed because yeah. I got to get the kids to school in the morning. Yeah. So we'll see with this next kit. I mean, hopefully uh, it's supposed to show up next week, I think on Friday. So if it shows up, maybe we'll have it out by Sunday. We'll see. Oh, wow. We'll see. Sometimes there's been uh, Black Friday flies at Carson. Yeah, I think I am going to try to fly on Friday as long as the wife doesn't want to go out and do some shopping. So right. I'm, I will probably. And the weather holds. Me. Yeah. 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 Because I think tomorrow. We're going to get rained out. Tomorrow we're rained out, but Sunday looks clear. Um, what's your favorite maneuver at the moment that you like to do? Right now, probably, 
I mean, I'm still dialing in my Puro Flip. I've got it down. I'm going to get more confident with it. Um, I'm one of those weird right rudder Puro Flip guys. Like, I don't know if that's how I learned it. I think most people are left rudder when they're doing their Puro Flips. So, really? Yeah. I don't know what I do, actually. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you have a natural tendency to go. I think it's right, to be honest. Are you right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I feel like most people are left. Left? But I'm right. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to pay attention to that now. So I'm learning the right. Well, I've got the right down. So I'm working on that. Now trying to, before I get too like stuck in that one direction, starting to try to practice going left, which left. is totally jacking my brain right now. And I can't remember. Through. Can you, can you sit there and upright, up, inverted, upright, inverted, upright, mm-hmm. inverted? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is learning once you flip from, you know, upright to inverted to get it stable real quick, you yes. know, and before, you know, so it's not veering off and then. Correct. Bring it I can do a half. I've been able mm-hmm. to do a half pair flip forever, but a full, uh, I've never tried it in person cause I'm too scared, but I can usually do a full one and then I lose balance, but it, it's, it's drifting off. Yeah. And I have to just stop, stop pirouetting to get recover. Yep. And then I can keep going. I just haven't inverted upright, inverted. It hasn't clicked yet. So can you do inverted pirouing all day long and keep it in one spot and move it around if you're inverted, just pirouing? You know, I think I can, but I'm interested in what you're trying to tell me here because maybe I should go try it. I think one of the things and you know, it was a hint that somebody gave me was just, you know, you need to get the inverted pirouette down so when you're inverted be able to keep it in one spot level and then you know be able to move it around to the left to the right backwards forwards stop it in that spot then move it back over here because that's going to really get you that balance that you need and Ah. you know whether you're keying off the nose or keying off the tail as it's coming around and you know which way to give a little you know jab of the cyclic Uh um, really helps so because once you're spinning constantly and flipping it inverted i mean it's you know as you say it starts to drift on you that's going to be able to help you correct that drift once it becomes inverted that's true because i can think about it uprights is not really that much of a challenge it's pretty easy yeah and even with upright you want to be able to you know have it pirouetting bring it to the left bring it to the right bring it further out bring it back and you know stop it get it level again and then keep going but wow. yeah up, upright's definitely definitely a little bit easier easier yeah, i'm gonna sim tonight so i'm gonna try that Regardless. You know, one thing I wish we had more of on the West Coast was fun flies. I wish there was more fun flies that appeared out here. Because it's like, when I started flying, they still existed here kind of locally in L.A. And then we had the San Diego one, but that one died a few years ago. And that was always a joy and kind of easy to go to. Um, And now I feel like there's still a few out here, but they're obviously like Central California or Northern California. Yes. Every time they throw the dates out there, they never kind of work with my work schedule and everything else that I've got going on. I get it. Um, and I miss going to those things. So it's do like I. Our group of people at the field's awesome. Like you said, there's definitely been a resurgence um, in the number of people coming out. Because for right. a while there, it was like nobody was there on the weekend or one or two of us were out there. No, literally, yeah. And now we got like 10 or 12 of us out there and, you know, some new people moved out here and are joining the group. So that's awesome to see. But I would love to to have a bigger group to go to a fun fly and kind of hang out for the weekend again. Yeah. And there was also a uh, um, 
just I, I'm sure it was just the, the facts of life as well for them. But there was the was it called buzzing the Bordo? Yeah, buzzing the border was there. Did I just say Bordo? Buzzing the border, <laughs> um, and uh, maybe COVID kind of had that one stop. I I'm not think. sure what happened to that one because then it felt like the Palomar fun fly kind of took over. Well, you know why? Unfortunately, you know why the Palomar stopped it was just. I did, but the field's still there. We could. Well, we could I, from what one. I understand, they're waiting any any day. Any you know, they could get the notice of hey guys, get out. And yeah, I no. can kind of understand why they don't really want to plan something that far in advance with the the impending doom of the bulldozer could come That's in and true. knock it all out. Uh, but no, man, that was the last fun fly I went to, funny enough. Yeah, I think I remember seeing you down there. Well, no, because I, I – I, and I'm glad we're talking about this because I did want to bring it up for the audience. That was the first event that I had this machine, my XL. This is my first 700. Uh, okay. So it was there. And uh, Adam, my friend Adam, because I was once again talking about building helis, <laughs> this was my first build, and I f- fucked it up. <laughs> like, let's just – Call a spade a spade. I jacked that thing up. I he think spent, everybody's first build oh, is very dude. rough. He it's spent rough. four hours or something going through it and was yeah. just like, dude. Yeah. And then I picked it up from him and then met him down there. And he sat with me my first time spooling it up because I was freaking out because 700. Flew it a couple times. I was like, oh, it's good. And then the next day you were there. And I was like, oh, great. Good to see you. And you yeah. were so rad because all I wanted to do was fly that 700. And I would walk by your table and go, Chris, let's go. Because you yeah. needed a spotter. And you were like, yeah. all right, bro. I'm ready. Yeah. No, always down to spot. Get those flights in. Build that confidence. <laughs> so I once again, I appreciate that because that really got my uh, confidence up that day flying a massive machine for the first time which freaked me the ever-living crap out of me every every moment <laughs> yeah going to going to palomar also taught me don't go fly your helicopters before you're going to go to a fun fly because you'll probably crash one so oh right when i went down there i was one helicopter short because i dunked one the, the day before oh you did yeah yeah i think i crashed my kraken 580 right before i went down there uh, so i only brought the 700 i do remember that what are you flying the and then I crashed the 700 the week after that. It was good. It was good. Good couple of weeks right there. Was it a raw or? Uh, I had the Kraken 580 and then I had the raw 700. Yeah. Okay. So okay. within three weeks, I crashed both of them. <sighs> it happens. Move on. Rebuild. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Rebuild. Move on. Fly, crash, repeat, right? Exactly. All right. Fly, crash, fix, repeat. There we go. Yep. Sorry. Got to put the fix in there. I wish you could crash and just fly again. <laughs> Maybe if you have a goose guy. <laughs> Get away with that. No, man, I feel you, dude, on the Southwest. That's part of the thing, too, joining this, the Heliad show, and everybody that that's part of the show is is East Coast. And, so, yep. you know, they they go to Fun Flies all the freaking time. And I have to admit, if I had more time in my crazy lifestyle, I think I would actually, hey, do you think we could actually put on a fun fly around here? I, I, I don't know, take over Apollo Field or something like that. But I, yeah, because I, I think that's where they used to do. Uh, was it LA 3D was up there? Once again, I think COVID ended that. Yeah, Apollo Field is so massive for the five people that are listening to this podcast. Apollo Field is planes, jets, uh, control line, 
helicopter, drone, like it's all in one and it's on a park basically. But then the president who is the heli president, because it's such a massive club, he was fly he was doing a fun fly every year in the fall, I think, October. Something like that. Because he had the last fun fly he uh did was when the Angel's Crest fire was going on and the whole valley was socked in with smoke. Okay. And I wanted to go, but I was like, I'm not going to sit out there and breathe smoke all day long. Yep. And kind of thinking, oh, maybe they won't do the, f but they did it. They just, I don't know, wore them. I don't know. They didn't wear a mask. They just, eh, it was fine. Just they choked on it. Choked we're on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I was, and then the pandemic hit. Yep. And I was like, oh, I should have gone anyways, but oh well. But that was the last one, I believe. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. So it's sad, though. But I mean, it's like I know there's pilots out on the West Coast. I mean, we know our little group. And, you know, occasionally you'll get somebody from, you know, Orange County or San Diego that comes yep. up and flies with us. And Donnie's yep. made a few appearances at the field with us, um, which is always great to see. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it'd be nice to nice to have more people in the hobby. It would be nice just and just to see, you know. San Diego folks, Orange County, like you said, Ventura yeah. County, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's, it doesn't seem like there's much of a draw for us to get get together as a community in SoCal at the moment. Yeah, and then there's always the people that fly at El Dorado, but there's still this stigma with Carson that it's meant for like the expert pilots, which I keep trying to tell people like we're very welcoming to seriously. You know, Oh yeah, I met I met a guy the other day over at uh, El Dorado, and uh -huh. he just is like, "Well, I heard that's for like the really good pilots," and I'm like, "Well, you're not going to get good until you go." So, Chris, so where is for the people that are listening? El Dorado's in where? El Dorado is a it's a park in Long Beach. Um, a massive park. Yeah, a massive park. And they have a glider field, they have a airplane section, and then they put us helicopters over in the dirt looking at the power lines. In the dirt by the freaking power lines. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very dusty. It's the Dust Bowl right now. But uh, that's where I originally started flying helicopters and met a good little group. And then they told me about Carson and kind of migrated over there. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's interesting when you hear comments like that from, from the So the, the rumor on the street is Carson, our club, by the way, which Carson, we call it Carson because it's in Carson. And Chris, do you even know the name of our club, Southern California Badasses Southern or Cal something? California Radio Controlled Helicopter. I think that's what it is. Or, yeah, something like that. Because it's really close to the field I manage, Scorch, but it's one, one letter different. Yeah. So I'm always, I can't remember. Tucked away by the 710. That is true. People at Eldorado, are, they're timid to come to yeah, Carson? There's some, there's some stigma that Carson is the uh, the field of the pros or something like that. And so they feel like they'd well, be intimidated to come fly there. I mean, we I mean, fly there. Come on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've all been there. We've all started. I remember my first days when a lot more people were flying and I went to Carson and you see these amazing pilots. But, you know, it's like... They're all down and willing to help and teach you and give you pointers, and that's how you get better. So amazing thing is, too, is I was just as nervous when I emailed Donald, our president. Yep. yep. And he was just like, "Yeah, people will be down there." I'm yeah. Like, uh... Yeah, just go on a Saturday or Sunday in the morning. You'll see some people out there. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then so I I went and hi, I'm Daryl and. 
I fly a little 250. Your turn, yep. Daryl. Go up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Take center stage. Go for it. Yeah. It was totally chill. Yeah. No, it's nice. And we're so lucky to have that private field right there. And totally. It's massive. And just, yeah, really, really special to have that. Yeah, it's massive. It's uh, for, uh, you know, you can look it up online or image. It's, it's gargantuanly wide. Yep. Which is cool. Very cool. Yeah, good for big air and all that stuff. Very good for big air. But yeah, because there's a few people who take a massive advantage of the big air. Oh, yeah. Or they'll take their micros and go way, way, way up there. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I wish, I wish we had Southern California being a desert climate after all is I'm always extremely envious of the East Coast guys that fly on grass. Oh, yeah, that beautiful manicured grass. Yeah, you know, and especially because I would love, and maybe I'm just making a huge freaking excuse out of it, but I can auto in the sense of I need to auto down and save my heli, but I can't shoot an auto. I've never yeah. tried. The Our pad isn't big enough for me to... That's why you might want to go to El Dorado, because if you go in the afternoon, the airplane guys are gone. Oh, the grass. Can... Yeah, you can use the grass on their side, and you've got a bunch of area to start practicing autos and don't have to worry about hitting the pad. Ah, good idea. Good idea. Even on the helicopter side, you can you can just land in the dirt surrounding the pad. That's true. Because Carson's tall weed grass. Yeah, you got to kind of commit. And if you don't hit the pad in Carson, you're probably going to tip over. Break some links, blades, maybe, yeah, gear. Right. You've got to year. practice that on the sim, get comfortable, and then one of those days, take it up there, flip it on. I do that a lot on the sim, man. I, I shoot autos in the sim. Sometimes, mm, I'll say that it's starting to register. Yeah. It's starting to make sense. They're not perfect. Once in a blue moon, I'll do one. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. That was cool. But um, but so many guys that, not that, not that I'm comparing myself, but so many of the guys like yourself at the field can shoot some cool autos, and it's always like, ugh. I gotta get. There. I need to get the inverted down. I'm still crashing like one out of every ten on the sim. Oh, really? So not quite ready to bury the 700 in doing one, but yeah. So you, you're when you're autoing, you're upright. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Haven't done the inverted yet. Okay. Um, Danish, that guy can auto invert. Oh yeah, he's got Good some. He's got grief. some killer autos. Sorry, I brought him into the field. <laughs> hey, he keeps everybody on her toes. It does. It does. He's such a good pilot, though. What what sim do you use? Uh, next. Okay. You? I use HeliX. Both are great I for... I with the latest version of Next. I had the early version, mm -hmm. which I wasn't a super huge fan of, but I've heard the latest version's a lot better. They don't give you free upgrades. So they want to charge me to get the, get the newest version. Dude, I'm such a junkie that being what I do for a living where I have to have a computer at my fingertips at all times. And it depends on what computer I need for what particular project and or job. So okay. I think I own three licenses of next seriously, because they're all installed on all, what do I, 20 of my computers for work. Like, cause yeah. I, I have a computer here at studio, two laptops that can travel with me for work and a computer at home that, so I was just like, no, I'm just going to spend the cash. So I make sure that every computer has Next installed. Nice. If I want to sim, I want to be able to sim. Just being the Mac guy, Next always seemed to perform really well okay. on Mac. 
I think that's changed in recent years, but I'm just so comfortable with it and I know what it does. I'm... Yeah. No, if it's working, don't change it. I mean, they're all, they're all so similar. I mean, I was using AccuRC. I've used, like I said, Next, HeliX. I mean, I've, I think I've had all of them at any given time. And they all work. They do. HeliX, though, has some fantastic beginner training tools. Well, not even beginner. It's like some... Sorry, why don't I just say fantastic tools to train with? Yep, it really do. does. The pirouetting, because uh, you can make it auto pirouette for you. Yeah, you can create a circle, stay within the circle, it resets yep. and come out. Yeah. It is one of those that I, I have to say, because I, I think I started on HeliX and then I switched to Next for. I think I just sort of like visual graphics of Next mm -hmm. a little better than HeliX at the time, and that's why it was more appealing to me. I don't remember why really I switched, but I did, and I've been with it ever since, and it's great. Yep. Yeah. All that matters is that you use one. That's, that's yeah. the key. Oh, no, but you know what I need to do is, dude, I, I finally bit the bullet. I bought a slightly loved V-Control Touch. Nice. And I need to hook up the Touch with... Heli X, so you can just wirelessly. Yep. Yeah. I just haven't done that yet. Yeah, I know Marty's using that. I think a couple of the other guys are using the wireless with their with their touches. Are you uh are you just using a wired version? I use my old classic. Oh, okay. My, I save my touch for the helis when I go flying. Yeah, I'm the same with you. I'm not gonna give up my classic radio. No, my classic stayed. Especially now we can upgrade the gimbals, so it'll be like a new radio again. Dude, by the way, I've uh, uh, I felt up the new gimbals. They're nice. They're nice. They're very nice. Are you gonna upgrade? I put them on my Christmas list, so ah. hopefully the family will. Well, hopefully they'll come back in stock, and then the family can add them to cart for me. Oh, because they are not in stock. Yeah, or at least it. Heli Direct, they're gone right now. Ah, uh, and I that's think a good I heard at Radio Master they were gone too. So that's a very good idea, Chris. I like that. Yeah, always put heli parts. In no, I do, but nobody in the family, you know, they're like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, your mother in law is like, "What is this blade or this? <laughs> I mean, what's what's this stuff Con that you have me buying?" Con yeah. Tonic? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. E yeah, that's what you should put off the list. Con Tonic esque. <laughs> what is that? Well, yeah. it's called a ESC. Yep. Gives me more power. I should put a Contronic ESC on my Christmas list. Yeah, it's a good 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 present. No, no, but that's a smart one because it's affordable for the family and it's not out of context. Yeah. It's yep. not a Contronic ESC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're gonna do it, go for the gold. Put a go for the gold. Go for the gold. Oh man. Go for the gold. Do you have anything else on your Black Friday list? I need another battery. So I'm hoping I've been using the SMC high voltage batteries and I like those. They're performing pretty well and mm -hmm. I like the, the price on them. So I'm hoping they do a, a deal maybe. Okay. Maybe we'll see some maniacs, but yeah, I could use another 12S stick. So I'm with you. That is, that is the one thing other than that. I think that's all I'm really looking at heli-wise. I feel like everything, I've got some extra blades and tail blades and all that stuff lying around, so I think I'm good there. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm debating on getting a pack when it yep. when the Black Friday hits. I saw SAB was going to have a good sale. I Well, that's what they're threatening. Yeah. 
I think I saw twenty percent off kits and parts. Yes, yes, so, and of yeah. course I just bought parts, but you know, <laughs> that's always how it goes. Yeah, always, it's fine. I only bought a few things, not like. But yeah, I'm trying to trying to be somewhat reserved this year, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Championship kit. Yeah, I think that was my big splurge, and I did it before Black Friday. Your Christmas present to yourself. Exactly. Hide it from the wife. <laughs> build build in secret in the garage at night. Late yeah, night. but you sold one to pay for this, right? No, she saw it earlier. She goes, "What are you doing with that thing?" I go, "I sold it." Oh, <laughs> and, I, and I ordered another one, so she's she's prepared. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, but that's what I need to do. I, I'm ready to let something go. It's not my thing. Yeah. So I'm I've, gonna... I've learned, like, I mean, five helicopters to me is almost too many right now. But you know, they all fly, and but I really just gravitate towards the 580s and the 700s and mm-hmm. that's kind of my sweet spot especially with the nice field that we have to go fly at so yep. but, but i think i'm i'm good one in one out type deal right now she'll get really mad if i add another third 700 to the wall that might that might push her over the edge i get it my go-to is that the raw kse yeah you've got a pretty you've got a pretty amazing fleet yourself i mean I you got, do, you got yeah and it's, helicopters. it's getting out of control <laughs> they're addicting they're addicting but uh, honestly though the enemy is replacing something something's getting retired in the fleet okay yeah yeah i mean at one time i think i had nine helicopters so nine i've, I've trimmed i've trimmed from where i used to be i have this he who dies with the most toys wins kind of mentality about it but right? at the same token you. you know a, a a friend of ours he was like you just need two <laughs> I think I know that guy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and he's kind of right, you know. Yeah. I will say when I kind of like quit messing around with like the small helicopters and the large helicopters and just focused on one for, you know, a few months in a row, just flying that one, it did, it did seem to help. Because, yeah, bit. you're just driving a car with particular yeah. tires. When you're going from like a 380 to a 600 to yeah. a 700 and back to the 380, it's, you know, it. Not that it can't be done, but I feel Correct. like if, you, if you're trying to dial stuff in and just really get proficient, that's you know, too different. Sticking to one size and flying that and really getting familiar definitely pays off. The only one that I keep going back and forth, just personal taste, is travel wise. When I travel, I can go two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month. Yep. I'm kind of sick of not having a bird with me. Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunities. Nashville is a little hard. But certain other areas I've been to where I'm like, dude, I could be flying uh, two packs at least in the morning. Yeah. So should I get a 420 or should I get um, a 500 or something? Always and- go bigger. 500. Plus, plus nobody at our field has a 500. So you need to buy one so we can all gawk over it and <laughs> admire true. it. And then possibly send this down Chris. the radical. So now we have this 20%. SAB, you know, BK Hobby sale hanging over my head with screaming at 500. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I have no electronics for it. Those are cheap. You can find stuff. Not really. <laughs> See, you're like me. That's what I told myself. I go, I'd build a 500, but it's going to be X number of dollars the way I want to set it up. And then I'm like, do I really need this? Is it mini or micro servo? It is mini. Well, it's I have mini. three cyclic minis. I don't have oh, the tail. the tail. And the motor. Yeah. And the and battery. The, and a Hobbywing 120. Well, I have plenty of Scorpion 120s. Success. Oh, oh, shit. You're good to go. Yeah. 
I'm more than halfway there. This thing by now. (laughs) How do you know I'm not, Chris? Oh wait, the video's on. Oh, isn't it back there behind you? (laughs) Hidden in the corner. You're like Enrico when he posts his like little spy photos, and there's a Goblin 500 sitting on the end of the table. Oh, I never saw those. Yeah, I think some of the earlier things he had like a raw 500 on the wall hidden somewhere. Like sometimes he'll. Oh yeah, and the the the, the, like the, the hell, Hellfreak was, was going nuts. People were circling like, "What's oh, yeah. this?" Yeah, look at the blades compared to the size. Of so that genius. It's not smaller. So because he doesn't really post that much, so when he does, yeah, you got to pay attention. And Kyle's that way as well. Kyle's oh, yeah. sneaky that yeah. way. He posted that new color scream of the Kraken before mm-hmm. he even started flying it. And Nick's been a little sneaky about stuff lately. I think yeah. it's fun. No, it is fun. Keeps yeah. the excitement alive. Maybe we should put a Goblin 500 with a XL powered canopy on top of it. That's what's coming out, guys. <laughs> Collaboration edition. <laughs> the skeleton. Uh-huh. Call it skeleton. I ran out of questions, Chris. It's all good. It's all, all right. good. Thanks for letting me do this with you. No, man. Thank you. Do you have any hashtags for us? Hashtags. Well, we are from Carson, mm-hmm. so we should probably hashtag homeless motorhome. Yes. Hashtag sketchy characters walking by asking for food and drinks. On the and on the pad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> uh what else do we have hashtag carson intimidates newbies oh yeah (laughs) and hashtag hoping to be building a wc here over thanksgiving weekend good for you while you're don't go into turkey coma so you can't build properly this is true this is true so you got to keep the beer buzz at a certain level yeah, I got I got made fun of one time because I sent a picture of me building a helicopter and had a glass of red wine, and they're like, "You're drinking red wine, building a 700." I go, "It's, it's classy. That's what that's what you do." <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you do that? What's wrong with that? I know. I mean, I just obviously our friends are heathens, and you know they they aren't as sophisticated. I think I should do a Facebook. Yeah, poll. yeah. What 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 do people drink while building helicopters? Yeah, when building a 700. What's your favorite beverage or cocktail? No, should should we go down the rabbit hole and say, okay, well, what's pro- appropriate for a seven hundred? What's appropriate for go. a five eighty? Or is it just anything? Three eighty sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I'm more of a Scotch man. Okay, there yeah. you go. But I could totally sip on some uh, Dalmore Scotch while building a seven hundred. That's my See, style. I, I like bourbon, but I feel like I would just like. I'd probably put the tail boom in the wrong place or something. Like it would just Ooh. get, it would get really bad. Quick. I'd forget to put a screw in the swash plate or something like that. Tron advance review. I heard. Uh, well, that would be that, what that I was, would that do. That sounded horrible. Yeah. I figured it out. The reason you can build a heli in two days and it takes me a week to build a heli is because I pretty much build it three times. I, <laughs> I put it together, <laughs> screw it all in, look at the manual, go back look at the heli. Damn it. Take it all apart. Put that one piece in. Yeah. Put it back together. Look at the yeah, manual. Yeah, you definitely have to, you have to have to take your time. Pay attention as you go. Because it, yeah. it is easy to uh, yeah, do that. I but it's fun. It's fun. It is. I'd always miss it. Like, I get all my helis built and, you know, I tend to... 
you know, that's one of the harder parts because we were talking about, you know, just having a couple of birds in your fleet, which I do think is a, a smart thing to do when you're trying to push through and, and get comfortable maneuver set and blah, blah, blah. But at the same token, man, it's so much fun wrenching and building. So um, oh, yeah. and I know some people don't like it and I get it, but God, I love it. It's so no, much fun. Me too. And it's like, I, you know, typically if I have an incident, it's once every year or every so often, you know, maybe even beyond that. So it's like, if I don't have an incident and I've got all my birds flying, it's just fly, 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 unless you're, you know, changing out worn bearings or head dampers. And so, yeah, it's always, it's always fun to build a kit. So it's nice at least once a year to maybe swap something out, get a new kit and build a heli. Someday we'll win the lottery and just buy every kit. Just build all the time. Build fly. We know a person like that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go over to the heli museum. <laughs> I had a good hashtag for Carson. Now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> ah. Oh. Hashtag. Uh, hold on. Before I say this, let me think about how to properly phrase this. Hashtag take my child test driving. There you go. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, the Carson field, it borders, it's on Carson Street in Carson. But is that the end of Carson Street, by the way? Or does it go through uh, the other side? It goes under the freeway, but then it goes to that like storage place. So okay, so it goes to some. So end. I think Carson Street technically ends there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. East, heading east of LA. Yeah, you were you were there when we did the hashtag junkie driving a Bronco almost ran us over. No, was yeah. I? That was no, you were not. It was just me and me and one other guy there. But yeah, driving on the grass between the trees, swerved like right before our tables back onto the street. Holy crap! High as a kite. So Carson Field, our field where we fly, is a just a ginormous empty lot, huge at least. I don't know how many acres. Three acres, maybe four. Might be more than that. Might be. Uh, but there is a, a road that goes completely around the field. And we set up our tables along the fence. And we're parked on the street. And I just see cars, the same car, just driving by over and over and over again. And I'm always like, what are they doing? Are they looking for some, but they can't be looking for anything because we're there on using a Sunday yeah, and it's an industrial neighborhood. It's just, uh, some office buildings across the street, but then behind us is a container sh shipping container. Yeah. Mercedes research and designs over there. Yeah. And so there, and nothing seems to be open on the weekends. It's all pretty Monday through Friday. A lot of people learning to drive. Yeah. People, people uh, somehow it's, their side shows I, I, I swear I want to Google it because it must, you know, where do I teach my kid how to drive and go to yep. Carson? Oh yeah. By Scorch. You'll see a bunch of heli guys. Yeah. That's where you want to be. <laughs> You'll see a bunch of interesting stuff over there. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I think my last one would be hashtag don't spend too much on Black Friday. There you go. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Now, if you can abide by that, that's the other question. Buy some more stuff to support the hobby. <laughs> I do. I feel... Just get a blade helicopter and crash mm. it a few times. <laughs> nah. I have one. It's sitting in the box still. Yeah. Never flown it once. That's probably the best place to leave it. Yeah, save you, save you some money. Pretty much. All right, Chris. Well, thank you very much, man, for joining me today. Yeah, Appreciate you're welcome. It. Glad to be here. Have a uh, have a happy build. 
Thank you. You too. And a good holiday. Sure. Yeah. Have a happy Turkey Day. I will. Thank you very much, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for downloading, streaming, and listening to our podcast. And keep us in mind if you have any questions or show comments, show ideas, and or you would like to be a guest on our wonderful podcast, please get in touch to us at thehelliheadshow at gmail.com. Once again, my name is Dump Truck. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. If you want to get a hold of me, you can either Facebook Messenger me at DFThorpe or also my Instagram, which is at DFThorpe. Uh, or you can email here on the Helihead Show at gmail.com. I'm sure one of the guys will forward it to me. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for joining us today. This has been episode 111 with Chris Williams, another West Coast takeover show. Bye. How's that shit for an interview? Or an Sounds perfect. Sounds perfect. Sounds like I'm pro, right? Yep. Like I know what I'm doing or anything? We're doing it. <clears throat> What's crazy, Chris, is I burned through all my questions. Really? Yes. That wasn't ever long of a list. No. <laughs> 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 uh <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know. Usually, it's funny because usually the the you, you just start rabbit holing, you know, about the pyro flips, and that goes for a half hour. So uh-huh. then you've killed like fucking thirty minutes. But I don't know. We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a, <laughs> like efficient fucking podcasting machines over here. I know. <laughs>